The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, Michelle here. And Owen as well. We wanted to take a minute to talk to you about our favorite podcast, Dark Veil. Yes. Each Monday, John and Tori lift the veil on some of the darker sides of life. From urban legends to spontaneous human combustion. Ooh, don't forget abducted in plain sight and the Mandela effect. Yes, dear. And so much more. If you're into learning about these and more, then tune in every Monday to... Podcast Podcast and and Chill! Welcome to another episode of Little Nerdy. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm our co-host, Owen. And tonight our uh, topic is going to be about Saw. Want to play a game? (laughs) Yeah, so obviously you have all the Saw movies on DVD, right? All except Jigsaw. Yes, which recently just came out not that long ago, I believe. Uh, Well, it's on Netflix, so it's been probably a little while, but... Yeah, and uh, I didn't really see any of the Saw movies until, you know, we started dating. Right. So, I guess that makes me the big nerd. That definitely qualifies you as the big (laughs) nerd. So, yeah, my kind of introduction, or when I heard about it, was like the two guys trapped in a room and they had hacksaws and couldn't cut through the chains, which, by the way, hacksaws are meant to cut through metal, not flesh. He should have given them wood saws. <clears throat> Just had to throw that out there for like anyone who has woodworking appreciation and knows how to use a hacksaw. Fair but enough. that was my only thing, and as soon as I heard about it, and it was like it was all these puzzles that apparently people are supposed to work together to solve, but people are so vindictive and evil that it was just like I just didn't feel like the movie would be something I'd want to enjoy, watch or enjoy. But then once we watched them, I found that I they were more enjoyable than I thought when I first heard about the concept. Yeah. Um, How about you? What was kind of your first introduction, or what did you thought, think of it? So I was working at the video store. Yep. Again, I'm going to have a lot of times, just so you guys know, when no one's going to ask what my introduction was to things that I'm super nerdy on, and my response is going to be, well, I was working at the video store. You worked there for, like, what, 10 years? Um... Yeah, so I worked at Movie Gallery from 2004 until it shut down. Yep. Which was like... 2010? Okay, so six years there. Then you worked at Video View. Yeah, then I worked at Video View from like 2011. Maybe even 2010. You were working at two movie stores at once? No, I said till Movie Gallery closed down. Yeah, 2013, right? 10. Oh, 10. 2010. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, then 2011. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, two, 2010-ish, 2011. I can't remember exactly. I know it took a little bit of time for us to get it open, so it might have been 2011. Until it closed down 
in 2018? Yeah, something around there. Yeah. Maybe 17? 18? Anyway. Anyway, I worked in a video store for a very long time, and uh, it was literally my favorite job. If there was still a video store open, I would definitely work there. Yeah. And stuff. So my first introduction to Saw was seeing a trailer for it. Yep. We used to we used to, have to play these trailer tapes. Yeah. Right. So, and they would have just commercials for yeah. vi movies, and then your odd like when it was movie gallery when I worked at movie gallery, it was like you get like this odd commercial about their discount rental cards or their snack packs or whatever. So a commercial within commercials. Yeah, and stuff. Um, kind of an Inception type basis thing. Hey, yeah. yeah. And stuff, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, it had come on in a trailer on there, and I remember, I think I was, like, out cleaning some shelves or whatever, and it was a new trailer tape, and all of a sudden it had this, like, trailer for Saw, and I was like, I didn't know his name at the time, but I was like, oh, guy from Princess Bride, horror movie, yes, please. <laughs> Right. You just had to see one actor you knew and oh. see that it was a horror movie and you were sold. Yeah, and I gotta say, so, it's a James Wan slash, um... Drawing a blank here? Oh my gosh, Lee Wanell. Sorry. <laughs> Took a second, had to get the gears going. It's late at night, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm usually in bed... Before 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so she's going to be a little kooky in this episode. You know, how it be. <laughs> but when is she not kooky? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, it, that's when I kind of fell in love with James Winnell. Mm -hmm. I got that wrong. I am tired. <laughs> James Wan and Lee Winnell movies. Right. Yeah, that sounds like it would be some kind of like offspring love child uh, of them. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I don't know how those two, how their relationship is these just, days, but. Oh, they, I think they still have a good relationship because they did Insidious. Like, James Wan directed Insidious. Oh. And I'm pretty sure Lee Winnell wrote it, and obviously he was in it, right? So, yeah, they're still working together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably have a good relationship together. I and, think so. You and, know, probably and, would find that more humorous, if anything. <laughs> probably. Uh, so, um, but yeah, Saw, then I sat down and watched it, and I absolutely, it is my, I always tell people I have two favorite series of horror movies. Yep. The older series, mm -hmm. which is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. And the newer series, which is Saw. Okay. Yeah. So, there's like, what, 1,500 Saw movies out there or something like that? <laughs> there's eight. Okay, still a lot of movies for one storyline. It story is a lot of movies, but when you look at horror in general, yep. they typically have a lot of movies. Yeah. But, um, the whole... Okay, so, what I understand about the Saw universe is that this guy, he kind of finds people that he deems as irredeemable or unredeemable is that a right way of saying it sort of um i mean i we can go out of the order of the movies and then i can kind of give you some background if you want 
Yeah, please. Okay, so this is the background, not in order of the movies, because you learn some of this probably even, like, in movie seven, to be honest with you. But essentially, you had John Kramer. Okay. And basically, his wife was like a nurse at a free clinic, or a doctor, sorry, at a free clinic, who was pregnant with their child. Okay, good start. Yeah, and they were, like, really happy about it, for sure, and stuff. But then, one night when he goes to pick her up from work, uh, something happens where this, like, I guess, I don't know what you would call them. <sighs> like a... Describe the actions, I think I can come up with a word. Well, no, he's just, like, a person who doesn't maybe needs the free clinic like he's not economically financially sound or whatever you would like to call it um, oh like low so income maybe or yeah whatever and stuff but he goes in to try and steal i think it's drugs wait so was or money is using the p word a bad thing poor yeah no i just couldn't think of the word <laughs> oh okay sorry there's so much like sensitivity towards like you know a lot of things and it was like it calling somebody is calling somebody poor offensive cuz i mean i mean i don't know i don't i mean i consider myself poor but that's because you know financial situations and stuff like, yeah. i'm working and everything but i'm not exactly scrooge mcduck right now you aren't no i do not have me money bin <laughs> we got to get you your money bin yeah, um but we're working on that in minecraft yeah exactly we're making a money bin but um we just got to figure out how to dive into the money without dying. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so anyway, when this guy comes into the free clinic or free ho hospital, um, he's either coming for the money or drugs, but he basically ends up, like, squishing her with a door and she loses the baby. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, yeah, especially because, like, this is probably someone who... She had helped in the past, right? Yeah. But, anyway. Um, so, then she he, gets squished by door. Baby is lost. And he's also diagnosed with cancer. Brain cancer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and stuff. So, um, then he decides... Like, do people have it in them to change themselves and to, like, fight to live in their darkest moments, or will they just give up? Mm. And that's basically what the Saw premise is, are these tests that people are put into, right, where, like, you have to choose to live and you have to fight to live, and there is always a way out of the trap. Oh, absolutely. But, or the game as he calls it, as Jigsaw. He's also known as Jigsaw. Yeah, that's John his um, cover alter ego type thing. Kind of the little guy that rides the tricycle. Yeah. Is more of who I think Jigsaw. Are they are they circle, like like targeting circles, or are they spirals? They're on spirals cheek? on his cheek. Right, yeah. Mm. That creepy doll statue. Uh -huh. I, want, I want a Jigsaw so bad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so then he's starts with these games right but the weird thing is and it's this is what i mean by i'm going out of order of the movies 
Okay. Is there are things that can happen in like the seventh movie that refer back to the first movie? Yeah. If that makes sense, right? So that's why it's kind of out of order because you learn all these different things in different movies, right? Yeah, because the connect- first movie was quite confusing as to who, what, when, where, why. Mm-hmm. And then they go on into other movies and like, this happened after, but oh, this happened before. Right, and so. stuff. So it gets a little confusing. I definitely suggest if you're going to watch the Saw movies, if you haven't seen them already, um, to marathon them because that way you, you kind of get a chance to see just how intertwined they are. Yeah. See, in a case like that, I'm all for the binge-watching slash marathoning. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a complex plot in mm. the regards. Yeah. That you can't wait a week to watch the next one. No. Because you'll forget details or something might slip by you. Exactly. So, yeah, then he starts the games and he ends up bringing in, like, apprentices. But some of the apprentices don't like following the rules. Because that's one of his rules to the games is that you can always get out of it. If you want to live and you're willing to do what it takes to live to get yourself out of that trap, then you will live. But wasn't there also a few traps where it was pretty much don't be an asshole to somebody and you could save their life? Uh, Yeah, there was one whole movie about that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember which one it was, but... There was one where they were all chained around with collars and, yeah, and they had base- to reach for a puzzle thing or also like a thing would like, you know, cut the next person's head off or something. Right. Well, the end game in that was that you had to fill this container with a certain amount of blood. Yes. Right. And by the time, so his warning to them at the beginning of the movie was to work together. You will get out of this together. Yeah. But these were all people who had basically one way or another screwed someone over yeah or screwed lots of people over right and so they kind of screwed each other over right to get to the end yes so now they get to this thing and it's like okay well it's a table saw right with the beaker or whatever you want to call it and yeah a container a container underneath and it's like i guess weight sensitive to, like, unlock them and get them out of the game. And so, uh, basically, they have to take their hand and they have to put it through a table saw. Ugh. Yeah. And then let the blood um, fill the container until it's, like, heavy enough or whatever, right? Yeah. And he, they literally do the math and figure out that one of them could do it and die or two of them could do it and live. But the thing is... Is literally if there was still all six or seven at the, be- the there at the end that would have been at the beginning. Yeah. Like instead of taking your entire hand and like splitting it, you know, in between the middle finger and the ring finger or whatever. Wherever they chose. Yeah, and stuff and doing it a lot, they could have maybe not done as much damage to each of their hands. Yeah. And filled that container with a lot less injury, right? Yeah, a lot less injury, a lot less blood loss and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you remember how that scene ended? Because I remember it was like, was it two people were at the end? Yeah, there was a guy and a chick at the end. Um, I don't fully remember how it ended. Okay. But I yeah. believe they both did it. Yeah. And but were... I think they both, I could be wrong, this is just me trying to remember um i would say that they both bled out 
Yeah, and that one, of course, was in Saw 5. Yeah, and um, wasn't it like one of them forced the other one's arm in or something like that? Or They didn't force the, the arm in. Um, he was like counting down, and he had his hand already kind of placed in there, kind yeah. of past the guard. Okay. And then he's like, put your hand in there. Right, oh. and then she did. Right, they both went for it. Yeah, they both went at the same time because, again, there was like six or seven. I don't remember if it was six or seven people playing the game. But um, there was enough holes that if they had all cooperated, they yeah. all would have been able to stick their arms in at once, right? Yeah. And fill it really quick because they had like a 15-minute timer to fill it or bombs were going to go off and kill them. Oh, okay. Or they filled <clears throat> it and it deactivated the bombs and opened the door. Yeah, just uh, personally speaking here, just to, you know, fill the thing up just a little bit quicker with a little less blood loss, I would have personally peed in it first. Because it only knows liquid, blood. Yeah, you but know. you would have had to try pee past, like, the blade. Yeah, but that... I, Are I, you going to risk sticking your... No, no, no. Like, you know, like, the, the liquid will get in there and everything. I mean, obviously blood gets in there. I'm just saying, like, I would have been trying to be like, hey, how can I avoid, how can I have the least amount of blood loss here? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously the whole premise of, like, work together or die alone kind of thing. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's, if more people had lived and everything, it'd be like, I don't know how many guys were in there. But it's like, you know, we would have had the equipment and ability to, like, you know. There's four or five, I think, guys in there. Yeah, but, you know, it was the whole concept of, like, you know, just the thing only senses liquid. I well, I would have tried something to make it l- as little as possible. Yeah, I just feel like that's not a body part you were going to stick. No, no, where no, no, no. You would have to. Yeah, but the way the gate that it was set up. Yeah. You would have had to stick your friend in there. Yeah. Right, because. Um, I think it, the whole thing was like it was you, once you get your hand in, you have to commit. Like that's what the top, like the thing to hold your arm in place was for. Yeah. So it was like you couldn't stop until it was done. But I'm just saying is like, because obviously, you know, it, there was no solid barricade until your hand was in, you could still pee into it, like, you know, kind of like, you know, a stream and everything. I'm just I, throwing ideas sure. out there because, I mean, obviously it's not cheating. It's just, you know. Inventive thinking. Exactly. <laughs> or as I like to call it, creative winning. <laughs> But yeah, there's, uh, there's, there, and then wasn't there one, I think this was supposed to be a prequel, or no, not a prequel, a sequel premise where a guy had his eyes shut, or sewed shut so he couldn't see, but the other guy had his mouth sewed shut and he couldn't speak, mm-hmm. so they had to work together, but of course since the guy that couldn't see uh, was freaking out because he didn't know what was going on, and the guy that with his mouth sewed shut couldn't tell the guy was wrong with like yeah. the trap and everything... And it was kind of a catch-22 where neither one of them were able to get out. Like, the whole, like even when he did get out, he still died? Yeah, and that was the thing. That's one of the, like, there was a chick named Amanda. Okay. Amanda survived Jigsaw's uh, game. Mm, wasn't that the first movie? Uh, nope. The first oh. movie was uh, completely Adam, played by Lee Winnell and... Uh, Doc, Dr. Lawrence, played by Carrie Ewells. Oh, maybe it's the second one or something. Yeah, it was like of. the second one, because by then the police are, like, involved and in looking for Jigsaw and whatever. I think it was the second one. But Amanda was a girl who was, I believe she was a drug addict? Yeah, I think she was. And, uh, yeah, 
Jigsaw set her up in this trap with this, it was like a, I don't know, a rev I don't even know, it was like this contraption that went on her head, and it, it was, oh. it was like in her, it was like a, a bear trap, kind of. Yeah, the of. reverse bear trap one. Yeah, and stuff, and she had to get out of it, and she did get out of it. Yeah. Um, and basically, she was like, oh, he changed my life, right, kind of thing. Um, like, you find this out in other movies and stuff, but she's working, she ends up working with him. But the problem is, is Amanda does not play by the rules. She sets up the games, but even if you succeed, you fail. Yeah. Like, even if you succeed and you think you've made it and you're safe, something happens and you end up dying. Yeah, it's literally the So, she wasn't really giving people a choice to try and get out of it. Because even if they did choose to get out of it, they were still shit out of luck. Yeah. And gonna die anyway. And that really pissed Jigsaw off when he found out about it, because... I thought she did that after he passed away, or nope. is he still alive? He was still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I could have sworn there was one movie where they found him dead from the brain cancer. Yep. But I don't know which movie that is. But regardless, the whole, obviously, he passed on, but the jigsaw puzzles were still happening, but people were dying regardless of how well they did. You know, he might have actually even been... I, I, this is all There's one movie ago. where it's really weird, and they're, like, doing an autopsy on him, and they end up finding out... Because he does die, and they find, like, a tape mm -hmm. or something, and that's a, it's, like, own game within itself. Oh, okay. That they get, like, the tape out of his body. Right. Oh. And stuff, but no, I believe Amanda was actually taken care of by Jigsaw, so to speak, in, like, the fourth film. Okay. I believe, so. Yeah, again, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of, like, it's, prequel, sequel, Yeah, it's very intertwined, for sure. And it's been a hot minute since we've done a... Marathon. Marathon of it. <laughs> yeah, so... The kind of the big question in regards to Jigsaw's puzzles is that so if everybody played by his rules and, you know, fought to survive and everything, essentially nobody would have died in any of the puzzles he made, right? Um, no, because sometimes, like, I'm pretty sure with... Amanda's, like, she had to injure someone, and I may have, I'm trying to remember, because there was two that were pretty similar, but she woke up in a room, Okay. and the Jigsaw movie played, but she had to, like, cut into another person. Oh, yeah. I think it was their stomach. Yeah, to get a key or something. To get the key to unlock the contraption and get it off her head. Yeah. And she literally did it just in time. Right. But, in doing so, she essentially had to kill the other person. Like, maybe she didn't have to kill them, but they would still be mortally injured if she didn't immediately leave and call the police. Yeah. And tell them, like, you know, whatever, which, I don't know, I feel like, I would definitely call the police, I'm making that very clear, but I feel like a character such as Amanda, or a lot of the people that ends up going through the games and stuff, um... They may have, like, questionable morals and, like, may have burnt a building down with eight people in it. 
that kind of thing. Um, they may not be so eager to call the police and be like, hey, um, this is what happened, and I had to stab this guy to get the key. But if I hadn't gotten the key, then it would have, like, ripped my face in two. Um, yeah, like, I think they'd be worried about getting in trouble from the police. Yeah, puts a little different spin on that phrase, rip you a new one. Yeah. So... Yeah, there, I could see a lot of people would be like, well, like especially if the cops started to really investigate and be like, "Hey, so what happened? Why were you there and everything?" If you had to explain that he mm. picked you to be there because you burnt down the building with like people in it, or you know, you had uh, caused all this uh, pain and suffering, mm -hmm. or even loss of life in some cases. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you might not stay free and out of jail for too long. No. And that's exactly it, right? So, I mean, again, I would totally... Well, first off, I would never burn a building with eight people in it or do a bunch of... So, you're safe from Jigsaw's puzzles. Yeah, and stuff. But, let's say for whatever reason, I ended up in a Jigsaw puzzle because, like... Reasons. Re reasons, I don't know. Um, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that would actually, like, be possibly feasible. But... Um, it's a pretty dire, bad situation to end. Like, you'd have to be somebody pretty sketchy or pretty... Um, Falling on very hard times or something like that, right? So, but anyway, I would definitely tell the police about it. Like... Yeah, the... But, yeah, so I think that's why, like, I'm pretty sure the guy that was with Amanda died. Okay. Because either she wasn't, if I remember correctly, she wasn't even very nice. Like, I mean, this is going to sound like the weirdest sentence to come out of my mouth ever. She wasn't exactly very gentle or nice about, like, the way she was stabbing the guy in the stomach either. Like, she kind of was just, like, going ham. But mm. she was also on a time clock. I was kind of thinking, it's like, there's the whole... I mean, you she could didn't... try to make somebody puke up a key, or, you know, and it's like, when you're looking at a clock that's saying, hey, you're gonna die in, like, a minute, Yeah. You, 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 the whole doctor, scalpel, syringe, whatever kind of thing, procedure of operating on someone, yeah. kind of goes out the window, and you start res uh, res uh, reverting to the Dark Ages bloodletting techniques. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. Corn, the god of bloodshed, would definitely be happy at that moment. Because mm. you ain't, to keep yourself alive, you ain't exactly too like, well, we're both gonna die, but now only one of us has to die. Stabby, stabby. Yeah, exactly. Just a little stabby? No, a lot stabby. You want She live. went a lot stabby. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that actually throws a really interesting concept in, but my question is, is how come this, you said Amanda was her name? The one that yeah. was the. I guess you say predecessor to John Kramer? Not predecessor. She was like his apprentice. Yeah. Okay. Um, the apprentice to John Kramer. When she took over and started you know, getting all puzzles and, you know, no matter what you do, you, you're going to die and everything. Mm -hmm. How come she kind of switched to that technique of everyone dies regardless? Because obviously... She survived because she fought for the chance and the right to live. She did, but she didn't feel like people were learning their lessons, if I remember correctly. She didn't feel they were redeemable in any sort of way, so therefore she felt like, yeah. 
So, all in all, she kind of fore forewent the whole, you know, I'll let you be the one decided if you live or die to I decide if you live or die. Yeah. And you're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of seems kind of, well, shitty for the most part. Yeah, the best way I can put it is it's kind of unfair because, I mean, it's, it's designed... Not that we're ever condoning this, and let me be frank, I'm absolutely 100% that James, happy that James won and we will, Lee Winnell, um, thought about this in a movie format and not like, hey, let's do a social experiment where we yeah. do this to people and stuff, but, um, the whole premise, again, of the game is that you can get out and live, and you she just, just defeated that entire purpose it, and made it super... Maybe, and just hypothetically here, I'm throwing this one out, um, that maybe it was a lot of fans probably felt like that the people did, like some people had done such atrocities they didn't deserve to live, or that, uh, you know, like they were, probably some people were getting all kind of like, the puzzles would be so easy to beat kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, let's spice up the pot a little bit. Let's make this chili a little spicy. Yeah, they might have. I know also, too, like, to me, the most solid Saw films that I've seen, and I will admit I haven't seen Jigsaw yet, mm -hmm. but that is on our list to watch, like, tonight or tomorrow. Anyway, so, but, um, in the movies that I saw of Saw, <laughs> um, I believe that James Winnell and uh, I did it again. James Wan and Lee Winnell. Yeah, I believe they only like in any creative way outside of producing, and I could be wrong. Um, but I believe they were only one, two, and three. Oh, okay. And then they may have produced some of the other ones, but they weren't writers or directors or anything on those, right? Yeah. Um, so that's two where, like, I believe it's the fourth one is the one where we learn that Amanda has been not doing the games correctly and stuff, yeah. right? So that could have been just, you know, a new director slash writer way of like yeah maybe spicing things up or just taking it in a different direction than you know what would have happened if let's say I'm just going to call him James and Lee otherwise I'm going to keep mixing up their last names uh, James and Lee went you know yeah they were kind of thinking hmm. yeah, no, they've, they've started a great premise and let's move on right yeah and I will say that I definitely did think at least for an well I don't know. They all have their merit, and they all don't have their merit. Um, my favorite are the first three of the film yep. franchise. I feel like the intertwining maybe gets, like, not muddled, but again, it's something where you basically need to watch it one right after another in order to get all of that intertwinedness of this is one the of movies. Those, this is one of those cases of you got to eat that elephant whole. Yes. Because trying to take it bite at a time is not exactly a way to get the whole thing. I can only imagine how many people probably were like, okay, you know, when the next movie came out, when Saw 2 came out, they saw Saw 1. When Saw 3 came out, they watched 1 and 2 and mm. stuff. Like, 
they were just... Oh, yeah. Every time I saw a movie came out that had things that intertwined back, I would have to go back. I'd be like, oh, okay, I gotta go back and watch, like, all the previous ones. Yeah. Right? Because I need this... Like, there are things you forget and whatever, right? And stuff like that. I mean, even I can say that my DVDs have definitely gotten a good workout, those Saw ones, and even now, like, I'm forgetting certain things just because it is such an intricate story, so. Yeah, and obviously the more you watch it, the more you'll remember it kind of thing, but even still, after all this time, yeah, you're going to forget some details. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been about three years. So since I've watched all of the Saw movies minus Jigsaw. Yeah, so that kind of brings me to a big question. Mm-hmm. What would you consider the worst trap or puzzle that you've seen in all the movies that you can remember? Ugh, okay, so it was one that Amanda set up. And it was on a female police officer. She may have even been an FBI agent. Yeah, I think she was. Okay. Who, because they brought the FBI in, right, to try and find who out who this jigsaw guy was and, you know, try and catch the guy who was behind the traps. Yeah. And she set her up with, it was like this thing that was on her ribs. Okay. She had a time limit to get the key to undo it. Okay. Um, if she didn't make the time limit, it was going to rip her... Oh! Like, basically rip her open and, like, separate her ribs. Like, yeah. fully... What's that called? I don't know what it's called, aside from... Kind of like if you were to, like... Uh... <clears throat> take a chicken and, like, cut it straight down the middle and open it up. I think that is called filleting. No, that's... No, that's when you move the skin. Yeah, um, it's spatchcocking or something. Yeah, it's like when uh, surgeons make, like, the Y incision, right? Kind of, except for there was nothing up top. It was right, like, below her breasts on her ribs. Yeah. Yeah, and it would just, like, fling open and, like, rip her apart, right? But the key was in a vial of acid. Oh. So, yeah. Um... Was it in a vial of acid? I might be thinking about a different trap. It was in something, though. Okay. That she had to reach her hand into and, it like, get. I, I think it was acid. And you can, like, see her, like, skin dissolving off of her hand and shit as she's reading. Some pretty hardcore acid. Yeah. Um, but she got the key. Yep. And tried to unlock the trap. And it either wouldn't unlock or it sped the timer up. I'm not 100% sure. But it did end up ripping her open. And I was just like, what the fuck? Right? Because at this point, you didn't know that Amanda was doing, like, the puzzles not correctly and stuff like that. Right? So you were just Making just them like, rigged to lose. Yeah. So I'm like, do. whoa, 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 whoa. This is not... Jigsaw's way of doing things, right? And I think I remember, I can't, I remember which movie it was, but even, like, the cops, when they were examining the one where I was mentioning about the eyes, the eyes of the one guy, the mouth of the one guy being sewed shut, was that they were saying that the puzzle was, like, uh, lose, lose, no matter what you do. And they were saying, this can't be Jigsaw, because this isn't his modus operandum. Operandi. Operandi. (laughs) Here I thought I'd look smart and say the right words. Um, You still look smart. Don't worry. Thanks. 
trying to use all the technical jargon. But anyways, it wasn't his M.O. Yeah. And so, and it was the same even with that female FBI agent that I was talking about. Like, they knew that she basically, like, had gotten herself free but still died. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that one was really bad. Another one that was, like, super bad was, I think it was in Software. And it was this lady and so basically, like, this again intertwines with a bunch of other things, but one of the police officers that was in quite a few of the Saw movies, uh, Officer Riggs, I believe his name was. Yep. Although I might be thinking of Lethal Weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Very different series. I think his name was Riggs or Briggs or something like that. He was, like, very quick to run into situations. Oh, yeah. So, he was being basically taken through a number of games, but they were games where he had to wait. wait Because his whole thing was, or his whole, the whole promise behind his game, sorry, were that he was going to need to help these people that maybe he didn't feel deserved help or whatever. But in order to help him, like, he was going to have to wait, right? Yeah. And one of the rooms he ran into, there was a woman sitting in a chair. And essentially, he didn't wait to get the instructions or wait to, like, just look the trap over before he, like, pounced in there and, like, accidentally set the trap off. So then it was counting down and it had her hair. And essentially, if it wasn't going, like, if they didn't get her out of there in time, um, it was going to, like, rip her entire scalp off of her head. Ooh. Right. An old-fashioned, or, yeah, kind of an old-fashioned scalping. Yeah. Um, except for a newer-fashioned, because it was used with a real, like, mechanical tool thing. Oh, yeah, no, no, like, the old-fashioned way was they used, like, uh, knives or whatever they scalpels, and yeah, stuff, yeah, stuff like that. And from what it sounded like, uh, I don't think someone would necessarily die from having their scalp removed, but damn, would that hurt! And yeah, well, she dies, I know that much, but again, they might have over exaggerated that for the movie. I don't know, uh, to be honest with you, my knowledge on scalping is very limited, limited um, to basically what I learned in history school. Yeah, from what I've heard of scalping, it was usually done after the person was dead. But. Mm-hmm. And so. stuff. But yeah, so anyway, he accidentally sets the trap off, and then he doesn't get her out in time, and it does rip her entire scalp off of her head, and it was... Ooh, ooh. That was something gruesome. Yeah, I mean... Definitely not a 13A movie. No, and that's one of the things, like, I remember hearing a lot of critics say when Saw first came out, was that it was essentially, like, torture porn. I don't know about that because I've never seen a quote-unquote torture porn movie, nor would I ever want to. Um, The reason, like, I like the Saw movies so much because they are intelligent. Yeah. It's like the psychology behind them and the... um, The methodicalness of it. Yeah, and just like that kind of thing, right? It's And it's different than just like your plain old slasher film, right? And stuff. That's why I like it. It is gory to watch. Absolutely. I don't recommend like any... I mean, you guys make your own decisions on 
whether or not you would let your, your children. But my recommendations are, I'm pretty sure they are all R-rated movies, in Canada anyway. Uh, and if they are not R-rated, then they are NC... No, we don't really get a lot of NC-17. So there definitely are. So, I mean, take keep that into consideration for who you're, I guess, viewing it with. But, um... I mean, and it does, like, every, there are certain scenes every time I see them, even all these times, all these years later, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, woo. That's something that'll give you chills? I need a smoke. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I, I just need to stop, pause for a second, uh, probably go puke in the toilet or something, like. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely most, more murder, murdering, mortifying the first time that I, saw it each yeah. one of the films right but like i said there's still some that just yeah bother me what about you do you have any favorite traps um, out of what you've seen um <clears throat> i think probably my favorite trap was i think this was in the one where it was that teamwork one mm -hmm. where they were all kind of like standing in these booth things where they had the collars like i was mentioning yeah and I think it was the last person didn't like, to go reach for the key didn't get out kind of thing because someone was just being a dick. Like, you know, it was like, I got the key, I'm standing here, and I'm going to unlock myself, and like, screw you. Instead of letting himself fly back yeah, and let and the let, next person exactly. go. Exactly. Instead yeah. of being cooperative, they, he the person was being very... I can't remember who was it that died from it, but like, yeah, it was something very yeah. like, come on, like, everyone could have gotten out of that trap, but of course... People like the people in these movies are very like self preservation over cooperation type thing. Yeah. And yeah, so that was one of my like favorite ones because uh, the trap was very easily beatable. You just had to like calm your nerves, face death in the eyes, and move swift and fast. Yeah, exactly. Just don't blink, don't flinch, like kind of thing. Like know what you're gonna do as a group. And everybody synchronizingly does it step by step. So yeah, it's like a relay race almost. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was one hundred percent winnable for everybody. But it was just obviously the you're only strong as the weakest uh, link in the group. Well, and some guys just gotta be dicks. True. I don't mean guys as in just men. I just mean pe like people. Yeah. Just I say guys you, a yeah, lot. Yeah, <laughs> you, you say guys like I say guys to people. Like it's like. Hey guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's a that's a good trap. I do I do like that one. That's one of the ones that's like I think if I remember correctly, a little bit less gory. Yeah, it was less gory, but it was just more of because I like the level of uh, like that teamwork one, obviously, mm -hmm. and how it had to work like that. Yeah. I think my least favorite one was where I think it was a they had to get a syringe or they had to get a key out of some kind of glass box. And the girl tried to, like, reach up for it, but once she got her hand in, she realized that the things that were, like, there was four blades that were actually blades that, yeah. as soon as she realized, like, oh, shoot, these are blades. Like, I can't put, if I put my hand in, I can't get it out. And for some reason, like, there was two holes to get it out kind of thing, so she had to put both her arms in. Yeah, so... And then once, like, she got her arms in, like, she's elbow deep in this thing. Yeah. And she's getting, like, she's got herself, like, the situation solved. And there's a guy that walks in, 
sees that she got the whatever it was. I think it was a syringe for something. Yeah, it was like a syringe. They were in the poison house. Right, that's what it was. And it was like the antidote or whatever. And he just saw it as a golden opportunity. He's like, she dies, I get the syringe, who cares? Whereas, like, if... I can't remember what happened to that guy afterwards, but yeah, it was just the thought of dangling there, where it's like, you know, you are you have to hold yourself up kind of thing, and it's like, eventually your arms or your legs, or you're going to pass out from the poison or something, and right. it just, you know, just tear, like, it, like obviously since their blades, digs in and like, pulls Rips. all the Yeah, it basically would have degloved. Her whole arm. Yeah. And that was something that gives me chills to the spine this day, it's just, ugh. That's, yeah. That's that's a that's something pretty atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely a huge fan, though. I would have to say of the very first puzzle, that basically encompassed the entire first movie. Oh, the one I made the joke of. Yeah. With the saws, yeah. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Um, just because I feel like. That was a big twist ending at the end when he got up. Yeah. Right? And stuff. And, yeah. I mean, obviously we have a disclaimer with the spoiler warning and everything like that. But this was the very first movie. And, yeah, just when that guy got up. I I, I remember the first time we watched that. I was like, that body there. Something's up with it. And I was like, why is there that one Why would you think that? There's just a dead body in the room. Why would you put a dead body in the middle of a room between two guys that are chained up to these pipes... Mm-hmm. Who know that if they don't get out in a certain time, they're gonna. It's like something is. They're, they're like, from what I understood of this whole series and stuff, that these puzzles, everything has a reason. Everything is in. Has there's a purpose behind right. all of it. So you had like a foreknowledge for that. See, I did. Where I didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. You didn't have the foreknowledge. I just didn't know what was up with it. Yeah. I was just looking at it, thinking. They got the saws, they got the chains, they're on the other side of the rooms, there's the reason why they're in there, even though they were lying to each other, all this stuff, and just looking at it thinking, something's not right here, like, there's something going on, like, I didn't know what, but it just, it struck me, even if I didn't have the foreknowledge to look at it and go, why would you have this dead body in there? Like, I'm one of those guys that whenever I play any kind of, like, puzzle video game or, you know, watch a kind of a psychological thriller like Saw or any other movies that have kind of, like, huge mind games behind it, like yeah. uh, Law Abiding Citizen, mm-hmm. I know the directors and producers and people that are working on those things, they are very meticulous to make sure that every detail has a reason. There's no... Uh, introducing a prop without a reason. Yeah, and see, my thinking when I first saw it, even though I've played, like, a lot of, like, horror puzzle, I guess, kind of games with Silent Hill and Resident Evil and whatnot, Yeah. is, oh, they stuck a dead body in there. Like, maybe that was the, like, last guy who was trying to do it or something or whatever, and they just didn't clean up the body, right? I do admit that I did think that, but even then, it still was like, that's just not good enough, because, mm-hmm. especially, like, in a video game, they'll throw a dead body in to try to spook you. Yeah. But in a movie like that, because in video games, you can do whatever you want, in a way. Kind of, yeah. But in a movie, it's, you know, like, and especially with how much attention was drawn to it, given that it was always, like, when it had the two guys, yeah. that body was right in the middle of the screen, it was like... That the main focus is on that. So to me, there was, 
there was a little hint that the directors were like, pay attention, don't forget this <laughs> detail. And it was, it was that little subliminal, like, okay, there's a meaning to this. There's a purpose. Yeah. I'll definitely say, though, one thing that did piss me off about the game is that the key was in Adam's bathtub. Yeah. That would have released them both. And when he woke up, he, like, kicked the drain. Mm-hmm. And it drained the tub. Or at some point he drained the tub, and he didn't see the key. Yeah. And the key went down the drain. And it's like, ah, I feel like you should have put that somewhere that also would have been equally hard to get, but would have at least get, given them a chance to get it. Because unfortunately, like if it had been Lawrence's tub. Yeah. Or whatever. Then he didn't drain his tub, if I remember correctly. So like the key would have still been there. Yeah. Right. And stuff, but instead, he, you know, that's not how it worked out, so... Yeah, I mean, even if they used a liquid that wasn't transparent, like water or something, like they used something that uh, was more murky or hard to see through, mm-hmm. um, draining the tub and then having, like, one of those um, kind of like the waffle-style-looking pl- uh, drains that they, like, put onto it, so this way, yeah. if they drained it, the key would still be in there. Yeah, like a hair catcher or something. Yeah, something yeah. like one of those. Like, it would have made it more along the lines of, well, the tub's filled up for a reason. It would have made it more of, like, a, hmm, I wonder. Right. Yeah, yeah. so, like, obviously, just minor criticism amongst the whole genre of the movie, or the whole, like, series of the movies. Mm. So, it, I mean, obviously, you're going to have critics no matter what you do or what you say kind of thing. Yep. But... Just, that's our critique. That's where we were kind of thinking the whole, ah, well, crap. It was just... Especially if these puzzles are supposed to be beatable. Yeah, and that was the thing that kind of frustrated me, is, is, like, technically it was beatable. But if he does something like an involuntary movement that ends up draining the tub, and the key goes down with it, then, like, you should maybe have more than one key. Right? Or... Since they both had bathtubs, like, they had the key, but it was to the other guy's lock. Yeah, something like that, right? So then they'd try the keys, and it wouldn't work, and they'd be like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. And again, at least if Adam's key, which would have been Lawrence's key, I guess, but the key in Adam's bathtub had gone down the drain, at least Lawrence would have still had Adam's key. Adam could have unlocked himself, like, once they figured it out. And then gone for help yeah. to get Lawrence out. No, yeah. Right? Or whatever. I keep calling him Lawrence, but he was Dr. Lawrence anyway. So. Yeah. And that actually, when you kind of think about it, really throws the whole working together throughout most of the puzzles anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if they did seem unbeatable for a solo person kind of thing to go through, just the whole general premise of it really kind of like, this is the part that irked me about just, like, one of the reasons why I wasn't too eager to watch the movie, or movies from what I heard, was, like, the whole people being selfish and, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, more worried about themselves and, like, what would happen to them afterwards, like, the consequences of that. Yeah. And it's like, but somebody's death is, like, not going to haunt you for the rest of your life, like... Uh, no matter how atrocious something I did, it's like, I know this person, like, there's, like, other things that could have happened or whatever, but I know this person is dead because I decided to be a selfish jerk. 
Right. So that would just make me go, I am, you know, if I didn't think I was a monster before, I know I'm a monster now. Because mm -hmm. I could have saved somebody, but I instead I chose to let that person die. Well, and that's just it, is basically what Jigsaw was getting at is in at least the one with the multiple people, like we were talking about with the table saw at the end. It wasn't a survival of the fittest. No. It was a survival of working together. Right. Yeah. And stuff. And that was the problem. And that's, I mean, it's pretty ingrained into culture, too. Like, survival of the fittest. Because it was something that, in the past, worked really well. Right. However, times change. We don't really need to be, like, survival of the fittest anymore. Right? We just need to kind of, yeah, like, work together and stuff, right? Yeah, see, that's an interesting... Uh, concept and premise with humanity and animals in a lot of regards because uh, I have actually heard of some studies where certain breeds of monkeys mm -hmm. like uh, this is just a quick like I can't remember the name of the monkeys but it was on this uh, documentary where they were studying is self-sacrifice to preserve a fellow member of your species something that's innately human or is it in other animals and they found that the this there was this tribe of monkeys they per, like 95% of their life is spent living in trees yeah they're just little itty bitty monkeys like a foot tall you'd love to have one as a pet <laughs> I would and anyways but these monkeys can't swim they're horrible swimmers right and this one one of them falls into this river and without hesitation, this other monkey from the same family jumps into the river to save it. Mm. Not, you know, not looking at it going, oh, well, you're dead. It literally was like, I have to save you. This is dangerous, but I can't just let you die. Right. And, of course, same thing can be said about dogs. I'm not sure about cats. Cats are not <laughs> exactly... Cats and me with the allergies and how I've... Uh, how cats, like, have had quite the... Ugh, uh, you know, very entitled attitude for most of them. Not all. Some of them. There are some good cats out there, and, you know, I have met a few of them, but I generally find that dogs are a lot more loving and loyal and faithful than cats. Mm -hmm. Cats are a lot of, yeah, you know, they're kind of that uh, stereotypical, like, I, I could just picture them all with, like, the... And, of course, this is 100% a joke, having some kind of foreign accent being all you know, smoking a cigarette, and I don't even know what accent I'm doing, am I doing uh, some kind of European or something, but, you know, yeah, there's my cigarette, clean up my poop, <laughs> kind of thing, and dogs are just like, oh my god, you know, even though you just gave me a swat on the back of the head, I still love you. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, I understand I pooped on the floor, but it was an accident, I swear, I still love you. <laughs> yeah. So, that's just how I've always perceived those animals, and yeah, it's the question of, uh... Is it a nature or nurture thing to be uh, selfish or self-sacrificial? Uh, I think it's got to be a little bit nature because, I mean, I've met some pretty selfish people in my life who are come from really great families, right? Oh, They're yeah. just, I mean, selfish little people. Yeah, I think maybe just personally here again, this is a... 50-50 kind of thing where it's like there's a bit of the nature with it but also a little bit to do with nurture because mm -hmm. um, well you've seen me like how many times have I been willing to step into dangerous not so friendly situations and 
never been too worried about my own safety. Yeah. And yet, uh, I do recall my parents always saying is like, make sure you think about yourself first and everything. Like, make sure you take care of yourself. And it's like, yeah, you know, but then there comes times where it's like, yeah, you know, just some situations I just can't walk away from some situations where it's, you know, something's really important to get done. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's again... That... Well, and again, there's a difference between being selfish and just, like, for example, on an airplane. Yep. They say if you have children or, like, someone who needs help putting a mask on, their mask goes on second. Your mask goes on first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because you can help the other person put on their mask, but that other person, especially if they're a child, may not be able to help you put on your mask. Yeah. If you were to, like, pass out or whatever, right? Yeah. And stuff. Um, that's not being selfish. If I were on an airplane and for whatever reasons we were having to put bags on our, like the bag mask things on our faces of oxygen, I certainly wouldn't be looking at a mother and her child and be like, oh, that mom's so selfish. She put her mask on first. Yeah. Like I'd be like, ah, no, that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good kind of premise to stop on with uh, this episode. And mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things you can talk about with the characters, the like the menta uh, mentality in the show and the movies, the lore. Yeah, you know, and especially the timeline, like how it's so back and forwards between the movies. Mm -hmm. But they don't give it away until close to the end. Yeah. So you don't know if you're watching a sequel or a prequel after the first movie. Which makes it such a great, you know, thrill ride to watch. Exactly. Even, uh, you just have to have the stomach to get through a bit of goriness. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, really quick before we go, just wanted to give a shout-out to Black White Check. Yeah, we... No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We just got right into our episode, so we just want right. to give a shout-out to her and say thank you so much for our music. Sorry, we're so used to doing that, I could have sworn we did that. Uh, <laughs> no, no offense to her. No. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, we are so sorry we were late with oh. the debate without hate <laughs> by that day. Like I said, things have been a little hectic. There's a reason why it's 11 o'clock at night and we're just finishing recording. So, yeah, you know, like I said, we try to, like, we do these when we have the time and we do enjoy doing them. Absolutely. It's just, obviously, it takes, you know, an hour or so to record it and edit it and get it out there. Although, Editing's not really our forte, so yeah. that's a bit of a struggle. We don't edit. We don't really use professionals, and we've I edited, think it kind of shows. We've literally edited one episode, and it was, if we wouldn't have had the kind, wise words of Tori from Dark Vale, yep. we never would have figured it out. But, yes, thank you guys so much for listening. We absolutely appreciate you guys. And just remember, if you want to contact us, you can catch us on Facebook at our little nerdy page. Yeah, and we do have, uh, with Halloween coming around the corner, some special episodes planned in mind. So be uh, sure to look forward to those. And just remember, guys, no matter what your thing is or what you're into... At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. <laughs>